Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. You lift your Bibles high. You're going to want to take some good notes tonight. If you're not a note taker, take notes. Amen. Amen. Everybody standing, lift your Bible high. We're going to get into this thing tonight. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. There, is there is a secret. There is a key, is a key. that determines that the seasons of life, life. That, you enter. that you enter. All right. All right. And, and, and I want, especially for my young folk, to hear this tonight. Uh, because I submit to you that a lot of the, the, the time you waste in life uh, was, was not because of what you knew and didn't do, but because of what you didn't know. So let's say this together. Uh, one, two, ready? This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message. Hallelujah. Remain standing. Go to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. Say keys. Now, Scripture says, uh, Jesus says that I give you the keys of the kingdom. Keys are not literal keys. They are principles. Say principles. All right. Now, it's possible for a person to have the person Jesus, but not understand the principles of Jesus, which means that you could go to heaven, but live on hell. You missed what I just said. You, you could die and spend eternity with God, but you would spend all your life here in, in a virtual hell. All right. So let's look at this. Romans chapter 13, verse number one. Everybody's standing as we're looking at this together. You got it? Y'all got it? I don't hear nobody. You got it. Here it is, and I want you to read it, so that way maybe it'll get in your spirit. Amen. Amen. Romans 13, verse 1. Ready? Read. Okay, now let's stop. No, let's stop. Okay. That's mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So let every thought be subject 
Let every act of your will be subject. Let every emotion of your life be subject to God. No, that ain't what it says. Y'all ain't good readers. Let every mind, thought, will, and emotion be subject to who? Governing authorities. Look at your neighbor and say, that's your leadership. So in, in, in for a wife, uh, that, well, shoot, you can't even halfway say that these days, but uh, let me just talk in the church. We'll do it there in a minute. Y'all see me up here? All right, so it's talking about me. All right. All right, we'll come in family. We'll get into other governments in just a moment. All right? To the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. I don't care how much you don't like your boss. I don't care how much you don't like your teacher. I don't care how much you don't like uh, your supervisor. The book says that if they're there, they're there because, look at the last part, because he appointed them. Do you understand that? All right, verse 2. Therefore, whoever resists the leadership, resists the ordinance of God, Okay? Ordinance means something God has ordained. So God ordained communion. Uh, God ordained uh, 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 that if you reap what you sow, it just means something that God directed. So he says, therefore, whoever resists the exousia is the Greek word there, resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist, read it. No, read it like you was going to get a new house or car. Read it like that. Amen. All right. Okay. All right. Now, verse 3. Because some of y'all are trying to figure out why am I going through this? All right. All right. Verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. You know the only people who got a problem with leadership? Rebellious, evil people. Now, the word evil means contrary to. You ever met somebody that's always contrary to everything? The teachers say four and four is eight. Well, how do you know that? Look, that's the only people that got a problem with leadership. As a matter of fact, when you find those kind of people in life, you better run from those people. Because they're getting ready to pull you in something that's going to jack you up. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Then do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Praise from the same means that leadership that, that, that go back to the last verse, it, that, that leadership that you have will then give you praise. They'll give you accolades. They'll give you honor, all right? So if you quit messing with young folk, if you quit messing with your teacher, then your teacher's going to have good stuff to say about you. You sitting here trying to entertain clowns and wondering why you ain't going nowhere. All right, verse 4. For he is, now watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm going to let you sit down in a minute, but, but you need to stand up because I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm really going to mess you up. Touch your neighbor, say going to mess you up. Uh-huh. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you're contrary to him, be afraid of him. Because he doesn't bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister. The word minister means servant. An avenger. Y'all know the avengers, don't you? The incredible Hulk, Iron Man. What's the other ones? Who? Thor? What's the other one? Captain America. Now, what does he do besides throw the thing? Oh, okay. Oh, he's real strong. Okay. Oh, oh he recovers quickly. Well, then I'm Captain America. Then shoot, I, I can take a lip and keep on taking. Y'all And who else? 
Who? Okay. Y'all get it, right? Y'all get it, right? Okay, now I like Iron Man because I like the suit. Look, he's an avenger. Look, to execute, the word wrath means hot anger. To execute hot anger on whoever is contrary to him. This is in your Bible. I'm going to help you. Verse 5. Therefore, say your name. No, say your real name. You must be subject, not only because of hot anger, but for your conscience sake. You know, you know why some of y'all keep making mistakes? Because you have a guilty conscience. You know why you got, you got a guilty conscience? It's because you're always doing something. And you're always worried folk going to figure out what it is that you're doing. And so you're always walking around thinking folks have already figured out what you're doing, so you end up telling on yourself. Y'all not here. You ever met somebody that just acted guilty? Well, how you doing? Well, what are you trying to say about how you doing? Well, listen, unless you've been out there running and chasing and doing something you'd have no business doing, you ain't scared of nothing. But the reason you're scared of something and the reason you got to make all these announcements is because your conscience is jacked because it's dirty. Oh, I'm going to preach tonight. Put the next verse out. For because of this, check this out. You pay taxes. Now, here's the thing. Do you get an option to pay taxes? If you execute an option, what do they do? They take your freedom. Isn't that something? Oh, it's worse than garnishment. If they think you was trying to intentionally not pay them, or you're going to jail. And ask them to show you what law are you basing this on. We said so. That's the law. Them cuffs are the law. Look, look. Because of this, you pay taxes. For they are God's men. Watch this, young people. When you get a job, you're you going to get your check, and you're going to think you're going to get $300 that first check. To only discover that you got some friends you didn't know nothing about. FICA. Look at this, y'all. For they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Verse 7. What are they making you do? They're making you be subject to them. You don't have an option to not pay them, and if you don't pay them, they'll, they'll take your freedom. Look at verse 7. Therefore, render to all their due, taxes to whom taxes, custom to whom's customs. Okay, what's a custom? Custom is, is that when you, when you, if you walk in some people, you've been somebody's house, and they say you got to take your shoes off in this house? All right, so that's the custom. And so you don't come in and say, well, I'm not taking my shoes off. Well, then you ain't coming in my house. Yeah. Render whom customs are due. Does that make sense? All right, all right. Fear to whom fear. The word fear there just means reverence, okay? That's why they used to call the preachers back in the day reverend. My official title is not bishop. My official title is the most reverend doctor. It's my official title, just FYI. Uh, uh, and then look at this last thing. Honor to whom honor. All right, look at verse 8. Owe nobody anything. Okay. Now, people often use this to talk about not having debt, and that's good. But what is he really talking about? He's saying, go back to verse 7. He's saying, make sure, verse 7, there you go. He's saying, make sure you've given everybody their due. Verse 8, so then you won't owe any honor, come on, except to love one another, for he who loves has fulfilled the law. Father, speak tonight. As I pastor tonight, I pray that there would be a correction in the lives of every individual here and every individual not here. And we honor you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hug two or three people on your left and your right. Tell them honor, 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 honor. You can be seated.
Uh, I, I wanted my students to stand here tonight because I wanted to make sure that we dealt with this. Say it again, say honor. honor. All right, so this is a pastoral message. It's a message of correction, all right? So understand this. Say correction, correction. is for my protection. Anybody that hates you will never correct you. They'll just let you continue to make a fool of yourself. Somebody that loves you will always correct you. Please understand, if you, if you, if you went outside uh, and you had your shirt was all dirty and messed up on the back and you couldn't tell, and somebody who called themselves your friend or somebody who called themselves your leader or somebody who called themselves calling, uh, caring about you and they did not tell you that, you'd have a problem, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? I mean, why you didn't tell me that I got an iron print right in the middle of my shirt? You'd be mad. So it's the same thing when we, look at this, uh, when we look at this tonight. Never, ever take correction as rejection. Correction is protection. Say correction, correction. Is, not is not rejection. rejection. Correction, correction is protection. protection. Now, it's so important that we hear this tonight uh, because understand this, that, that, that honor is a key. Say it's a key. Uh, and we're going to look at that in a minute. Now, now watch, uh, watch this. Uh, we often hear people uh, talking about uh, Jesus. Right? Uh, get Jesus, get Jesus, get Jesus. Right? I'm in love with Jesus. I want more Jesus. Give me more Jesus. I need some more Jesus. Lord, I just need Jesus. Just give me Jesus. The issue is, is we got Jesus, we just often don't know what Jesus has. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say it's not enough to have Jesus. I need to know what Jesus has. There's feedback up here, please. All right, now watch this. Uh, when we look at this, I want you to flip to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. All right. What does Jesus have, y'all? He has the what? Kingdom. Now, what is the kingdom? Heaven's attributes on earth. It is God's modus operandi. What does that mean? It's how God does stuff. God doesn't do stuff the way you do. See, you know what you want to do when, when, what, what, what's this? When, when you want more, you figure I need to go take more. God says when he wants more, he plants more. All right? It, it, it's different. Right? God does things differently uh, in, 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 uh, than we do. Now, uh, in the kingdom, now how many people you want heaven's attributes on earth in your life? All right? Now, please understand, because you imagine living a life where you ain't always got to be caught up with drama and issues and mess. Now, I didn't say that you wouldn't have those, but you don't get caught up in those. Could, could you imagine a life where you're not living paycheck to paycheck, but you got more than enough that you're blessed going in and blessed coming out and, and, and that God will make your enemies favor you and make your enemy folk that can't even stand you. He'll make them write you checks. You say, where did this come from? I don't know. I can't even stand you, but... Could you imagine a life where when sickness does try to come, in, come at you, that it, all, it, it can't stick, that it's got the... Yeah. Bishop, how are you talking about that? Because in heaven, folk ain't sick, and heaven, folk ain't jacked up, and heaven, folk ain't messed up, and heaven, folk don't... Say heaven's attributes on earth. See, see the issue with most Christians is that most Christians are trying to die to get over there. But we sing songs about heaven. I need to tell you, can I just... just give you some real good school in here real quick. You ain't going to heaven. This is what you're talking about. Didn't you just say that? Well, that's because I just got to teach you and, and get you get you schooled right. And, and so it's just a common vernacular and it's a nomenclature that you're familiar with. The scripture said it's appointed unto man to die once. Okay. So this, what, this is what that means. Listen, when you die, 
please understand, then you're going to have to meet your maker. Now, to meet your maker, he ain't coming to you. You're going to have to go to him. Got it? You're going to then behold the third heaven. You're going to behold God. Can you imagine that? And, and, and please understand, but that's where he dwells. The scripture says there was a new Jerusalem and a, a new heaven and a new earth coming down. You, you ain't staying up there. It's quiet. Now, you got to come to Bible college. Now, Bishop, what's the significance of all that? It's because folks are trying to die to experience that when what we're supposed to be doing is living to bring that down here. Touch the neighbor and say, you must live. And tell them, you must live well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. Now, as we look at all of this, the kingdom, which is what? Okay. It's God's. Okay, it's how God does things, right? Uh, that's why God can take somebody out your life, but you still be happier without that sucker in there. Because sometimes God subtracts to add and he divides to multiplies. But now look at this, look at this. The kingdom operates on principles. Say principles. Now those principles you've heard me already say are keys. Say keys. All right? There are certain places that you're never going to access in the kingdom or seeing heaven's attributes in your life. You're never going to see it if you don't have the right key. Okay? There's some keys that are only going to work on certain doors which are only going to give you access to what's in that certain room. So then if I want to get access to a greater room, I need a greater key. Your little quick set ain't going to work on a safe. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, now look at this, 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 look at this. Uh, the primary key of the kingdom, didn't I tell you to go to Matthew 13? All right, the primary key of the kingdom is this word called honor. Say honor. honor. All right, now, uh, Matthew 13, look at verse number 57 uh, through 58. We're going to look at that real quick. So they were offended at him, but Jesus said to them, a prophet or a man of God is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Look at verse 58. Now, he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Why didn't they believe? Because they dishonored him. You can't believe what you don't honor. That's why some of y'all never see God do nothing because you don't honor him. And since you don't honor him, that means you really don't believe him. And so everybody else is getting unusual, unusual, great stuff. And you're like, where's mine? God says, well, where's my honor? You give me my honor, I'll give you your stuff. But until I get my honor, I ain't got nothing for you, partner. All right, all right, all right. Go to Mark 6. Now, you see, it said he did not do many mighty works there. Now, flip to Mark 6. Matthew, Mark. Go to Mark 6. Y'all all right? Now, remember, correction is not, rejection is what? Protection. Mark chapter number 6. How do you say in Spanish? Seis. Verse 3. How do you say in Spanish? Trace. Trace amigos. All right, here we go. Mark 6, verse 3. You got it? Now, now this is the similar dialogue. Listen to what he's saying, verse 3. Is this not the carpenter? So they're talking about Jesus. Now he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. But look at what these crazy folks did. They found something that they thought they could use to dishonor him with. Now look at this. Mark 6 verse 3. Is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary? And the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are, are, are these not his sisters here with us? Look at this. So they were offended at him. 
They took divinity and they made it into common humanity. They didn't know who they had in their midst. So even though they had issues, they had the audacity to have an issue with the only one that could fix their issue. You ever had the power to help somebody, but after you listen to them talk, you said, I ain't helping that do nothing. Are you here? Verse 4. But Jesus said to them, remember, didn't this sound familiar? A prophet is not with honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, in his own house. Next verse. Next verse. Now, watch this. He could not do many mighty works there. Now, didn't Matthew say he wouldn't? Mark says he couldn't. This is what are you trying to say? There's stuff God says, I won't do it because your dishonor keeps me from doing it. Okay, all right, I can see. Yeah, yeah. Touch your neighbor and say, you better fix your face. You better fix your face real quick for we have one of them old Pentecostal services. I will shut them doors and bring you to the altar and call your sins out in front of the people. Say amen to that. Except he laid a hands on a few sick people and he healed them. Now, isn't that something? Isn't that something? Look at verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Jesus said, I'm tripping that you have made me common because you need what I got for you far more than what I need from you. Touch your neighbor and say, you need what he's got more than he needs what you got. Now, now Jesus says, I can't and I won't do anything great in your life without honor. Say honor. honor. Now, your future is determined by who or what you honor. Your future is determined by who or what you honor or dishonor. Your future is determined by who you honor. Who or what you honor or dishonor. It's amazing because, because we, most often in our culture, we honor all the wrong stuff and all the wrong people. You sitting here honoring somebody on the TV where they look happy. Looks can be deceiving. They look successful. I say go get a CD. You walk right out the door. Oprah say buy a book. You on the phone saying can I get the book? And then you wonder why you get the fruit you got. I'm pastoring right now. Touch your neighbor and say, he's pastoring. All right, I'll encourage you on Sunday. I'll be here Sunday too. I'll encourage you on Sunday. I got to pastor you tonight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, all right. Uh, uh, Jesus marveled at their unbelief. So, so we're honoring all the wrong things and we're dishonoring all the right things and we're confused as to why nothing great's happening. It's real quiet right through here. Okay. Now, now, sadly, dishonor and irreverence are part of our culture today. People aren't afraid to speak about, uh, against anybody they call themselves disagreeing with. Have you ever considered that maybe your opinion's irrelevant? Where were you when God created the earth? Where, where, where were you? Hmm? But I just disagree with that. You know, it's funny because I don't recall anybody asking you. Well, Bishop, I'm just an opinionated person. Have you ever noticed how you have no friends? You know, I just tell it like it is. Well, you know, you need to start telling yourself like it is. It's funny how you got answers for everybody else but yourself. Touch your neighbor and say, he's pastoring us. 
Prisons are full of men that never learn how to honor anybody. The police walk up, no honor. The detective walks up, no honor. Their mother walks up, no honor. Their father walks up, no honor. Their sister's there, no honor. And then you sitting here crying, want to have this and that, but he need to be taught some honor. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Our children, it is amazing to me to listen to how they talk to y'all. I came from a school where, where please understand, I, I grew up where you could still whoop kids in school. Now y'all clapping, I want to whoop some of y'all. Just maybe say, probably talking about you. God, I tell you, if I could find a scripture to justify it, I'd shut that door and just get to going. I may be able to find one. I, you know, tell you the Hebrew and the Greek of it, you follow what I'm saying? Actually, I could give you one. The scriptures, I could give you one, but, but I ain't going to do that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's amazing because, because we in our culture, we have adopted this mindset that, that it's okay to dishonor. And most people have never been taught to honor anyone or anything. And so they walk around in a place in life called misery, wondering why they never seem to get anywhere significant except where they've been. Look at your neighbor and say, please, don't be somebody that's been where you're going. If you have a dishonor problem, I need to tell you something. You've lived your greatest days. You've experienced your greatest victories because you're headed right back in a circle. Okay? All right, now, and I'm going to show you. We're going to walk through this thing, and then we're going to get your honor problem fixed. Somebody say honor roll. Honor. <laughs> now, now, look at this. Look at this. Uh, if you are a person of dishonor, okay, you will be your own destruction. Satan need not get involved. Okay? How do you know a person has honor? Honor is clearly seen. Adaptation is proof of honor. Don't tell me you honor me, but you don't acquiesce to me. Acquiesce is a big word. Mean, it just means change. Okay? Don't say you honor God, but when it's inconvenient to come to church, you don't come. Don't say you honor your mother. Got real quiet right there. This whole section just dropped out right there. Don't say you honor your mother and she's trying to tell you, listen, I'm trying to tell you, little Tyrone ain't nothing but trouble. And you sitting up here trying to honor and defend little Tyrone. But mama, you don't even know him and that ain't right to be judging him because you don't even know him. And I mean, you know, he just misunderstood. And that's why, and that, well, why his mama don't want him? It's, just, it's something if your mama don't want you. Now, either she crazy or he crazy, or both of them crazy. But you, but you, but you, but you honor him. But, but the one that, that's paying for you to talk on the phone. I'm preaching. Now I'm coming to your row too, daughter. Just a moment. I'm coming to your row. Does the neighbor say, "Hey, he coming to everybody's row tonight"? I'm going. I came with a nuke, baby. This thing about to drop. I'm going to drop the bomb on you, baby. All right, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Say, Lord, I don't want to be a person of dishonor. All right, watch this. You ever looked at somebody and, and, and they, they literally are their own worst enemy? Okay? 
Now, whenever you see that in somebody, you need to understand God's trying to show you a commercial. He's trying to show you what you will end up becoming if you repeat that folly and that action. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, as we look at this thing, look at this, look at this. Dishonor is poisonous and it is contagious. I said dishonor is poisonous and it is contagious. All right, dishonor is poisonous and dishonor is contagious. Watch this. Satan dishonored God with one third of the angels. And you know what God did? God said, you got to get the hell up out of here. The bishop just cussed, no. Hell is a person, place, thing, or idea. <laughs> Some people are full of that. Some people live in that. Some folk act like that. All right, look at this. Uh, 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 uh. God said, listen, let me tell you something. God gave a very simple, simple, simple directive and instruction. Instruction. And, and Satan and one-third of the angels just decided they weren't going to do that. But it started with him, and it bled into them. See, that's why some of y'all, you wonder why your kids come back crazy. It's because you sent them to Satan's house, and then now they're acting like the one-third. Okay, he's real quiet right here. All right. God said, listen, I'm not tolerating this. So the scripture, the scripture uses words in Revelation. It says, and a war broke out in heaven. It wasn't no war. It was real simple. <laughs> Michael was like, break yourself. <laughs> Give me them wings. No, they didn't really have them, but if they did, you follow what I'm saying. Give me them wings. <laughs> Give me that thing. You know, Give, give, me, all, give me all your stuff. Give me your sandals too. We're going to need our sandals back because you got to get out of here. And you know where the Bible says they were sent? Earth. So then what we got now is a spiritual force behind us whose whole reason for being kicked out was dishonor. So then if Satan wants to get you to do something crazy, it's always going to begin in a place of dishonor. It's quiet here. You, you, you know why people uh, don't honor their word? Because they have dishonor for whoever they gave their word to. And they have dishonor for themselves. Okay, it's real quiet right through here. Okay. You know how people don't pay their bills? Because they have dishonor for who they made the agreement with, and they dishonor themselves. You don't like what I'm saying, but I'm your pastor. I was your pastor when you walked up in here. I'm going to be your pastor when you walk up out of here. Oh, because I don't bear the sword in vain. You will get broke off right up at that door. Watch this. <laughs> now, check this out. Judas and John. Say disciples. Okay. Uh, you know Judas. Judas Iscariot, the one that betrayed Jesus. Okay. But then, but then John, you know, John was the one that the scripture says that he was beloved by God. Jesus really loved him. I mean, the Bible says that John would lay his head on the master's bosom, you know. So, you know, so it would be Jesus, you know, they going on a trip or something. John would be like, can I just lay my head on you, Jesus? He's like, come on, man. Now, check this out. Check this out. Watch this. Watch this. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. John and Judas had the same apostle, the same bishop, the same spiritual father. But one of those men did not honor him. And that became his destruction. That man was Judas. Okay, now check this out. 
Judas was probably part, and, and we don't even have to say probably, uh, during the time of his betrayal, he was, he was getting accolades, but he was getting them from the wrong people. Bishop, what do you mean? Judas went and got with these guys, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Say the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You got to just look at people's names, you know. That's why they always sad, you see. I mean, you know, you just got to just look at them and be like, okay. All right. So they come to Jesus and all these, these religious leaders, or excuse me, they go to Judas. And so they figure out that Judas was close to Jesus. Judas was never valuable to them because of himself. He was only valuable because of whom he was close to. And you got to be careful when you get caught up in gossip. And you got to be careful when you get caught up in rebellion. And you got to be careful when you get caught up in honor. Because you think they're trying to be your friend. No, they're just trying to get to who you're close to. You're not the target. Touch your neighbor and say, you ain't all that. No, no, they ain't even after you. They're trying to get who you're close to. Judas was a nothing. He was a nobody. Nobody knew his name. Nobody wanted to know his name. He was doing his father's trade, which meant that the rabbi said he wasn't even good enough to go into the ministry. So when Jesus comes along and says, come on, boy, I'm going to give you an opportunity that those guys never gave, he was being given an opportunity to come out of the dishonor and come out of the rebellion that he had been in for so much of his life. But watch this. The Pharisees and Sadducees come to him and they're like, listen, okay, we need to kill Jesus. We need to get him. And uh, so you want to help us out? They make a deal. Okay, we're going to give you 30 pieces of silver. Oh, that's great because I can buy a piece of land. You know, I can get some spinners. I can, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? I can get the new uh, the iPhone 5. You know what I mean? I, I can get, I'm going to get some, some blinds for my house. I'm going to, you know, I'm a, you know, whatever. He's just going to do it. You understand? And so he does all of this. And so this whole time for, 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 for three years or so, for two years or so, he's walking with Jesus, but he's made a deal with the devil. He's walking with Jesus, but he's made a deal with the devil. And so for all that time, those guys are making him feel like he's doing the right thing. Oh, man, you ain't got to do all of what Jesus is saying. You ain't got to do all that, man. Don't take all of that, man. Bah, 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 bah. So Judas was part of the in crowd for dishonoring Jesus. But my question is, was it worth the ultimate price he had to pay? Because he paid for it with his life. So you may be cool now because you're a hoe. But you ain't going to be worth much when you got some stuff later on. Touch your neighbor and say, he's pastoring us. You might be cool now because you're the one everybody come to to get their reefer. It's quiet in here. I mean, y'all acting like the doggone Catholic assemblies. Y'all should have told me. Um, you cool now because you where the party's at. But you're paying a price, whether you know it or not. They're not even after you. They're after who you're close to. They're after what you're close to. So Judas is sitting here. He's running with them. So he's sitting in Jesus' meetings, and he's doing Jesus, and they're having staff meetings and stuff, and they crusade. And then Judas will leave and be like, let me tell you what we just talked about. The man. And so he's just, he's just a two-faced assassinator. Assassinator is a word we use in the South. It's just, just a God-awful person. You ever met somebody just God-awful? I had to tell somebody recently, I said, you are just a horrible person. He said, Bishop, that really hurts. I said, good. 
I said, you're just horrible. You're just, I mean, H-O-R-R-I-B-L-E. How you say that in Spanish? Horrible? You horrible. Okay, no, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this. Judas ended up, scripture says, in that land that he bought. Because here's what happened. Eventually, he tries to go back to the guys he made a deal with. And he's like, listen, this is the blood. This is, this is money. is, is blood money. I, I had no business doing this. And they were like, we don't want that. We don't care nothing about you. And Judas is like, wait a minute, but I thought we was at the party. We was at this. They were like, we, you ain't nobody. They were like, we got what we wanted. Jesus is dead. You, we don't care nothing about you. Don't give us that money. We don't even want your money. Take that. You're going to mess the treasury up. You're going to mess our ties up. We can't have our blood money on our ties. So Judas is now like, wait a minute. I betrayed who I needed and who I thought I'd have after I betrayed him. They don't want me neither. I shouldn't say neither, but they don't want me, period. So now Judas is sitting here and he's, he's in this depression. The Bible says that he ends up taking his own life and becomes known as the field of blood. And literally this man who had the opportunity to become somebody great in one moment is dead. And the only reason you know his name is so that you know to look for him. Are you still here? Yes. Say honor. honor. All right, so watch this. What, what, Mr. What's the point you were making with all that long story? Is that whenever you dishonor, what you're setting yourself up for is destruction. Are you still here? Now, in Romans, we, the, the scripture said, uh, give honor to whom honor is due. So there are some people in your life that they, they are due honor, D-U-E. Did you hear what I just said? So when somebody is due honor, D-U-E, then you need to do honor, D-O. Does everybody get that? All right, so there's some people in my life that are due honor, D-U-E. So it's my job to do honor, D-O. All right, so check this out, check this out. The first person that's due honor in your life, who do you think? God, G-O-D. Now, go to 1 Samuel 2.30. 1 Samuel 2.30. Y'all all right? Now, I'm going to help because I'm going to show, show you what happens when you're on. I'm going to show you what happens when you dishonor. And then you then have a choice on what you're going to do with it. Because I'm sick of trying to convince folk. Are you going to take and do something with it or you ain't? Either way, I'm cool. Amen. You get sick of trying to tell somebody that's starving, I got some food. And they sitting there talking about well, then die there. Just die. <laughs> I ain't going to force feed you. You're going to eat and eat freely. You can sit up there and die. Amen. 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 He's pastoring us tonight. I'm going to encourage you on Sunday. You're going to be real encouraged on Sunday. <laughs> and you're going to be encouraged tonight. Okay, but I'd be an irresponsible shepherd if I kept giving you inspiration but no information. And you kept going in circles. There's a group called Guy. Y'all know nothing about that here. And they used to have a song saying, round and round I go. First Samuel 2.30, you got it? Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. Now, God said, I made you a promise. But, but look, but look. But now the Lord says, be it far from me. No, you missed it. 
You missed it. Bishop, the Lord told me this was going to be my greatest year ever. I just knew I was going to come out of that. I just knew my kids were going to quit acting crazy. I just knew that this was going to happen. I knew my relationship was going to get together. I just knew it. God gave them a promise. But check this out. But now the Lord says, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. In other words, God was saying, yes, I made that promise, but your dishonor canceled it. How much stuff have we been declaring over the last few months in the series we've been in that was declared and done in the spirit, but then you got out there and you dishonored, or you sat up in here and you dishonored, and God said, oh, no, I ain't doing that. Oh, no, that, that, you can forget that. Parents, you ever told, you ever told, and the teen's going to tell on you because they tell everything anyhow. <laughs> the young kid, they tell everything. Uh, uh, and they say, you, you ever made a promise to your kid? I'm going to get you this. What they be promising y'all? What they be telling you? Money. I'm going to give you $100 when, on Friday. <laughs> now that's your first problem because you didn't make them have to earn it. So parenting 101. Every reward should have a directive. <laughs> In the real world, you don't just get to get $100 on Friday and ain't done nothing for it. Does that, does that work for you? You just get, I just went in my mailbox and somebody just put $100 in there. What you do? Nothing. Now, the Lord can do that. Don't, be, don't give me an example. All right, so I'm going to give you $100. That was on Sunday after church and you was feeling real good and blessed. Right? Around about Tuesday. Now, of course, they got their own cell phones now, but it used to be where there was that one house phone. Some of y'all remember. And it used to be that you had to be off that house phone at a certain time. Come on, y'all. Y'all remember that? Come on. And so, and then every once in a while, one of the parents pick up. Hello? Well, didn't I tell you to be off the phone at 1030? Who are you talking to? And then the other person would never say nothing because they didn't. Oh, don't y'all act like that with me. Now, don't none of the students that know about that because y'all got your own cell phones. The whole reason I got an iPhone is because the students used to come up and be like, Bishop, your flip phone is played out. <laughs> I'm like, well, it called out, and I don't know nothing about no texting. <laughs> all right, all right, check this out. Tuesday, you made this promise on Sunday. Tuesday, they, they acting crazy. You're like, didn't I? I said, see? And then so you're like, okay, now I told them not to be on that phone. All right, but you know, I'm going to give them some mercy. Wednesday, then, you're in the, in the car riding to school. And they call themselves so got an attitude. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Give myself away. Oh, Lord Jesus. I give myself away. So you. And then, you know, because, you know, the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. So you try to just not go backwards. So you're like, babe, what's wrong with you? I said nothing. You said nothing, I'm going to call the police. Listen, I'll hear the phone. 
Have a meet us here. <laughs> the issue is going to be whether or not they can get here before I'm done. No, okay, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Don't be beating on your kids. Well, obey all local, local, state, and federal laws. But the Bible says we keep them out of hell. Reason some of y'all in church today is because when you got flipped when you was 10 and 15, your <laughs> and some of y'all belts didn't work, so they had to get tools, you understand? They had to get the end of ironing cords and stuff like that and cast iron pots and skillets and stuff. Still got a hole in your mama's house now from when you were 12 and when she... But I bet you serving God now, ain't you? I bet you, I bet you praying now, ain't you? I bet you worshiping now, ain't you? Of course, the students ain't saying nothing. But look. So listen. So that crazy. I'm going to watch this. So, so, so Sunday you made the promise. Tuesday was an issue. Wednesday you're like, okay, this is just utter dishonor. Okay. So in your mind you've said, I ain't giving them nothing on Friday. I promised it, but their dishonor canceled it. I said I'd do it by such and such date. I'm going to help somebody here. But their dishonor can't. So you know what happens? Friday when they come, hey, uh, Dad, we uh, uh, just that $100. Uh, so you're going to get to me now or tonight? $100. Ah, man, see, you said, see, that's why. Oh, no, let me tell you something, playboy. No, let me tell you something. You think you can act any old way with me? Oh, it's real quiet in this church. I know I promised it, but your dishonor canceled it. I'm here to speak to somebody tonight that you've been saying, God, where is it? Could it be, just could it be that God said, I canceled it because your dishonor was odious to me? But the good thing about it is that once you've been told where you went wrong, God says if you confess your sins to him, 1 John 1, 9, he is faithful and he is just to forgive you. Now watch this. Say God is due honor. That's D-U-E. So since he's due honor, D-U-E, then we got to do honor, D-O. All right? All right, so check this out. Well, give me, give, Bishop, give, tell me what that means to, to, to give the Lord honor. All right? All right? Who the first person you talk to in the morning? I submit to you, now you spiritual, but your neighbor, first person they talk to in the morning is the text that came in overnight, which begs a whole nother question. It's quiet. Okay. All right. When it's time to go to church, all right, do you view it as a chore? Better go put my time in. Gotta go clock in. Or do you come with expectancy? Because when you come with expectancy, you make withdrawals for me that weren't even planned. So when you come with expectancy, I could be preaching about honor and somehow answer your question about prayer. You seen it happen like that? I'm talking about something totally different. Some of y'all can't wait till summer concert is over because you're like, I need business to preach about this. But then somehow, some way, the song... And so you thought, I'm wide awake. Okay. Evidence of honor is adaptation. So when God says this is right, this is wrong, honor means, okay, well then I can't do that because this is right. 
And then honor does also say, if I do make a mistake, and when I do, is I don't sit there stuck in my mistake, I fix it. Tell the neighbor, say, stop getting stuck. Let me tell you something. Your pride is going to write checks your life will never be able to cash. You better learn how to say, you were right, I was wrong. You better learn how to say, I shouldn't have said that, I shouldn't have did that. Because your pride, the scripture says, always comes before a great fall. You want to know when somebody falls in life? It's always because they had pride. Not because they made a mistake. You didn't hear what I just said. It wasn't the mistake that creates falls. It's pride that creates falls. You hear what I'm saying? All right. Second, second thing. Second, second, that's honor. That's do honor. D-U-E. Anybody got any guesses? Spiritual leadership. Okay. Bishop, show me some scripture. Dishonorable self. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 5. <laughs> 1 Timothy chapter 5. Do you know that, let me tell you something. I was, uh, I was ministering uh, uh, at a leadership gathering, and uh, there was uh, 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 several stories I could come to mind, but there was a lady, and, uh, and I took up an offering in the leadership summit, which was unusual, but that's just the way I flowed that day. I took up an offering. They had paid money for registration fees and all that, and I said, I'm taking an offering. And I said, I'm going to pray that, 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 that what's on me comes on you. And, uh, and I said, you want what's on me. <laughs> I said, this is good for you. And we were talking about finances and stuff like that. And, um, and, and so um, the people, they paid their registration. They had done that. So they could have responded. But I'd already paid my registration. I ain't going to get an offering. I didn't pay $300 a night or whatever. I didn't pay this and I didn't pay to come all up here. And I, I ain't going to put no, I ain't getting nothing in the offering. Amen. I receive it from my seat. This woman didn't do that. She, this, this woman didn't do that. This woman was a ministry leader, and she comes and she sows, and she puts it in my hand, I, I, and I bless it. And uh, that, that evening, uh, that was going to happen, that next morning, that woman had gotten a call from her ministry office, saying, and she sold a large amount, saying that everything she had just given that night just came in that morning to, to her ministry. <laughs> now, imagine, imagine, since a harvest has to be greater, that wasn't even a harvest. You missed it. A harvest always has to be greater than the seed. So since it was the same amount, it couldn't have been the harvest. Then Bishop, what was it? It was God saying, you did what I said, so I'm going to show you how quick I can do something. It was God repatriating her honor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, a lot of moving going on. Amen. Be honorable. Amen. <laughs> I'm just being funny because I'm just being funny. That's he's just being funny. Because, you know, some folk, when they start getting tight, they be, oh, excuse me, let me get you to the restroom. <laughs> I'm just being funny, all right? Okay, don't start nothing with me. Don't start, no stuff. Don't be no. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, another lady, she sold that same night. She had put her house up for sale. She wasn't getting any offers. She was concerned that it wasn't going to go through. She did what she was told. She honored the next morning, we got the offer in your house that you wanted. And it wasn't no huge seed. Say honor. honor. What are you trying to say? If you learn, if you get this, okay, if you get the importance of spiritual leadership in your life, your life will completely, radically, and totally change. If you don't, you've been where you're going. Okay? 
You've been sent to me not just so that I can encourage and inspire you. You've been sent to me so that I can, through God, shape you and make you and mold you. Do you understand that? That's the job of a pastor. See, I'm more than a motivational speaker. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. All right? But I ain't going to convince you. Either you get it or you don't. If you don't, I don't care. First Timothy 5, 17. And I mean that. Amen. Amen. Let, okay. Verse 17. Let the elders who rule well. The word there is presbyters. So it's, it's dealing with church leadership. Uh, but listen, it goes more specific about what it's doing. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy. What kind of honor? Double honor. All right? So, so that means if you do two hops for your boss, you do four hops for your pastor. Can y'all read the King's English? Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Translation, preaching and teaching. Got it? Now, so, so look at me. Now, this isn't pretentious. I'm just trying to help you get something. Touch your neighbor. Say, you need what he's got. Tell him, we need what God's got. All right, point at me. It's all right. It's cool. Point at me. P point at me. Amen. I'm over here. Some of y'all, <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> I'll be watching them screens. I don't know where I'm at. All right, say, man of God. The book says, you're worthy of double honor. Whatever I do for another, I owe you double that. Bishop, I've never been taught that. That's why you ain't never had the breakthrough you wanted. All right, now, let's go one more scripture, or two more, really. Uh, Exodus twenty two twenty eight. Let me show you something. Exodus twenty two twenty eight. Exodus twenty two twenty eight. And, and, and let me give you some real practical ways. Now, you sitting up here, well, I called my friend to see what my friend thought about this and that. Okay, but the CD had the answer. right here okay how is it that some tv preacher got your offering but this house didn't it's quiet right there now, i ain't nothing against tv preachers i'm a tv preacher well it's not in this region but yeah, TV preacher. you got it all right exodus 22 28 you got it you shall not revile, revile god nor curse or speak against a ruler of your people. See, let me let me take now, now say say that transcends because that's just not spiritual leadership. But I think bishops should do this. Well, what you need to do is is pray that and keep that to yourself, or come tell me directly. But when you call yourself having little gossip corners, and when you call yourself meeting in the corner in the vestibule like don't nobody see you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm pastoring right now. You better say amen to that because I'm feeling a real Pentecostal spirit coming. I'm feeling it. Oh, my God. I'm going to give me some nurses to stand up here. Here's the thing. 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 Especially in a church like ours where, you know, I, I do my best to make sure that I can touch and meet and talk and to everybody that wants to. But, but here's my point, though. Here's my point, though. It transcends spiritual leadership. Okay, the word curse there means speak against. Now check this out. All these people in the nation that got something to say about the president. I don't care if you didn't vote for him. I don't care if you're a D or you are. Democrat or Republican or I. You are criticizing someone that you only got what the news told you. 
You don't have the facts. Well, he should have did this. He should have did that. He should have did this. He should have did. And let me be clear. For those of you saying Bishop just saying that because Bishop's black and he's black. The one before him. W. Amen. Amen. All right, so, so it's not a, just so we're clear, it's not a race thing, okay? It, it has nothing to do with that. The, the, the issue is very simple, is, is that you're criticizing because in our country, well, you can criticize, you need to say, speak your mind and all that. The issue is, is that you speaking your mind ain't going to change nothing. And then, and then number two, uh, you're speaking and you don't have all the facts. Well, he should have did this, he should have did that. The scripture says, never, ever speak against a ruler of the people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, all right, it's real quiet through here. Y'all okay? One more scripture I want to get about how honor is due to spiritual leadership. Go to Amos 3.7. I'm almost through. Y'all learn anything tonight? Okay. Somebody said almost. You almost learning something? Some, what they say? Huh? Oh, almost at Amos. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Amen. It's a bit interactive tonight, huh? Normally we don't do that much audience interaction. Amen. Amos 3.7, you got it? Now here's why. Look at me. Quit looking at the scripture. Put me on the screen. Say, say cheating. Look at me. Look at me. Now take this out. Say, when I honor, when I honor spiritual, leadership, spiritual leadership, I'm using a key, using a key. behind the door is Amos 3.7. Now put the verse up. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he first tells his secrets to the man of God. You're missing what I'm saying. There's stuff God keeps from you about you that he has locked up in your man of God. But when there's no honor, you don't access that door. So you walk around dumb, dazed, and confused when you could walk around educated, inspired, and informed. Book says he's not doing anything. Nothing. Nothing. Unless he first tells the man of God. Where prophet just means mouthpiece. Man of God. Are y'all still here? All right. So there are those that are due honor. The first is. Second is. Okay, and there's others that are due honor, but we're not going to get into that today. I just want to deal with those two things. Now, dishonor, say dishonor, dishonor. is a sin of the heart. Now, I want to go to Isaiah 29, 13. Isaiah 29, 13. All right, y'all all right? All right. So, so this, is, this is very, very important. This is important. Isaiah 29, 13. Dishonor is a sin of the heart, which means it's a sin of the what? Mind. Because the heart in the Bible is your what? My, I need to hear everybody talking to me. It's the what? Mine. I, Isaiah 29, 13. Therefore the Lord said, inasmuch as these people, watch this, draw near to me with their mouth. Lord, I love you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I want you. Lord, just move. Touch. Do it, Jesus. Ooh, move. Lord, if you get me out of this. Lord, I just need a blessing. Lord, would you just help me? 
Lord, it seems like you're not there. Lord, would you just touch me? Lord, would you just move me? Lord, just rock me and shake me and shake me and rock me and rock me and shake me and move me and groove me and then turn me around and place my feet on solid ground. Won't you do it? Let me flip it. Bishop, I love you. Ooh, my whole life has changed since I've been here. Ooh, I love my church. I love my bishop. Ooh, I love, ooh, I got just love everything. Though they come near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, they have removed their hearts or their minds far from me. And look at this next part. And the only reason God says they even fear me or reverence me is because somebody told them they have to. Now here's the truth. You may look at that and say, well, Bishop, aren't you messing us up because you're telling us you're telling us that we have to, so aren't you messing up the verse? No, quite the contrary, because nobody taught you. <laughs> I'm convinced that we live in a culture and we live in a time where people are learning and learning but never coming into the knowledge of. This is scripture says what happened as the days would grow uh, 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 towards the end of the age. People learning, you got notebooks, you got this, you got that, you got all this great stuff, but, but you're never ever getting it. Touch your neighbor and say, but we must get it. Touch the other one and say, we must get it. Y'all all right? <laughs> Some of y'all thinking, man, I wish Bishop would have put another video up. I'd be <laughs> okay, now, now you ready? Because somebody was saying, Bishop, I'm still not getting it. Okay, Bishop, can you give me some examples of dishonor? All right? So, so the scripture teaches us, and we've learned, that, that God and his leadership are one. Right? We looked at that in Romans. So to dishonor either is to dishonor the other. So you dishonor God, you've dishonored his leadership. You dishonor his leadership, you've dishonored God. Okay? Now check this out. You, can I give you some examples? You sure? You sure? Tess and says, it's going to get dirty right here. If something else gets paid before your tithes do, whatever you cut off first is what you honor the least. You ever notice how there's some people who it's easy to cut out your life? You ever notice how there's some people who are like, you know what, I need to get this trash out of my life. And you were like, boop, delete. You didn't think twice about it. But do you ever notice how there's some folk where you, you got the, well, I know I need to. <sighs> I ain't going to talk to them as much. Come on, y'all. Don't worry y'all doing me like that. Okay. Whatever you cut off first is what you honor the least. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. All right. Okay. Next item. Up for bid. Okay. Uh, and this is something you hear me talk a lot about. How many of you really want to see great change in your life? Okay, put them up. You want to see great things happen in your life. Put them up. All right, put them up and put them up high. Put them up high. How many of you get the CDs every time I say get them? Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. Tell your neighbor, say, don't go there. Okay, don't start nothing with me. <laughs> Amen. Okay, it's too hot for all that. <laughs> Y'all got this 100-degree weather going on. I'm saying, what in the world? I thought I was in Denver. This is, and it's humid, too. This is, you know. Now, I'm not trying to beat you up. Here's all I'm saying is that if you really wanted change, if you really wanted great things to happen, you would put yourself in an environment spiritually and intellectually that would produce that change. 
Amen. Okay. And so you say, but Bishop, it's, it's just a CD. But what you don't understand is, is it's more than that. Because the Bible says that words are spirit. So that means as I'm speaking, spirit's being released. That's why when somebody's speaking negative, what, what changes? The whole environment. Come on here, somebody. So y'all are having a great conversation, and here's some sucker come up talking. You're like, what the? What are you talking about? You didn't messed up the whole environment. You didn't messed up the whole vibe because they released the spirit into the room. It's quiet in here. Words are spirit. So as you're listening to the CD, you're just thinking they're words, but there's a spirit being released. So when you listen to a CD about honor, the spirit of honor is being released in you. When you're listening to a teaching about debt freedom, debt freedom's being released into you. When you're listening to a teaching about the blessing, the blessing's being released to you. When you're listening to a teaching about I'm right away, then Lazarus is being released unto you. Your words are spirit. So everything you're listening to is releasing a spirit. And that's why you're sitting up and you want the music you listen to, you're trying to figure out why you're always mad. Because whoever you're listening to is pissed off at something. Bishop said it, sure did, but I bet you're going to remember what I said. Now, just so I'm clear, students, use the word tick. Don't use that word. I'm teaching you what not to do. Amen. Okay? you sitting there listening to who, who, who was here yesterday? Wiz Khalifa. Collard grids, you understand? <laughs> you hear? And you sit here and you listen to all that. And but while I was in the studio making that, a lot of things going on. And you talk about Bishop, I like the beat. Okay, can I tell you something about the beat? In 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 Hebrew, every word has a corresponding musical note. You're missing it. Which means then every beat has a message. So if every beat has a message, a message is given in words, then that means every beat has a spirit. So you've released that into your environment. Okay? That's why if you ever listen to country music, you get depressed in many instances. Now I see somebody shaking their head, no. That's just because the country music I've ever listened to, so I'm biased. You know, don't break my heart, man. It break your heart. Yeah, I ain't going to understand. Okay, well, you know, that's depressing. She left me. She shot the dog, and she put the horse on the porch. You know what I mean? All this kind of stuff. It's like, man, I am depressed. I don't know what you're going through, but you have just messed up my whole night. I just... <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Okay, all right. So, 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 so check this out. Check this out. Here's the point I'm making. point I'm making. Uh, um, it's important that even when you come to church, so, you know, you may not be a note taker, so then you should definitely be a CD getter, but when you, CD getter, you know, it's in Harvest Dictionary. But, but hear, hear what I'm saying, y'all, hear what I'm saying. Because here's what you're trying to do when you don't take those tools. You have no notes, you have no CDs. You're trying to take life's tests with no information. You're trying to take a test in life without any prior knowledge, without any information. So when the test comes, you keep failing it. And you wonder why you keep failing it. You keep failing it because you're trying to pass it with 2008 notes. And while that's good and it can continue to speak to you, you need to make sure that it's continual, that it's fresh, that you're continually getting filled. And y'all hear what I'm saying? All right, all right. Let, I got to move. I got to move because I'm out of time. All right. Um, can you, okay, I'm, okay. Doesn't say he's pastoring. 
When you are chronically late to church, see? Y'all look, I got six minutes left. When you can be on time. I'm not talking about, see, don't, be, don't take this because y'all be getting me when y'all be saying stuff I didn't say. But Bishop said this. I ain't said nothing like that. Now, listen, I ain't talking about you got off work late. I'm not talking about, that's, I'm not talking about nothing like that. I'm talking about you live, this 812, you live at them apartments across the street. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. It ain't raining. It ain't storming. The thunder ain't rolling. The breakers ain't dashing. You live across the street. You got home from work at 4.05. Do you follow where I'm going with this? You have no children and you live by yourself. And you walk into church on Sunday morning, Wednesday night, 30 minutes late. I'm like, ooh, I'm tired. You ain't? Okay. All right, y'all still here? All right, 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 all right. I want to give you one more scripture because I want you to see this. One more scripture. Go to Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. I just want to give you some real practical examples. All right? Say, I'm a person of honor. I honor God. Honor spiritual leadership. And we'll get into some other ones later, but those are the two I want to deal with tonight. So, uh, uh, while I'm on that note, while you're flipping to Numbers chapter 12, um, you know, uh, stuff like this. Touch your neighbor and you sit there and look at me. It's dishonorable. Bishop, I'm not very personal. You know, that's funny because when we talk to the people that you work with, they say you don't do nothing but run your mouth the whole day. That's funny to me. Everybody stand to your feet, and you sit there and look at me. People do, I've seen people do it. Just. You know, it gets me, and then they'll be coming on the front row and stuff, and I'll be like, why would you sit right in front of me? You're just going to do that right here. Because I got all these folk watching on the screens and the cameras and all this here, you know, I, you know but it, it used to be a day. Some of y'all remember, it used to be a day. Oh, so you stand up. <laughs> you sitting right over there. No, ain't nobody in here. I'm just okay, you said, Bishop, what's the big deal? Because it's just blatant rebellion. It's, it's open dishonor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You go to the line and the people say, get a number. I ain't getting no number. You're dishonorable. For what? Y'all not saying nothing to me. All right? Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12, and we'll deal with, we'll finish this up later. Okay? Um, you know what? i tell you what, because I want to I show you a blessing. Before we go to number, well, we ain't going to get to Numbers 12. Go to Acts. Go to Acts 26. I want you to see this. Acts 26. Touch your neighbor and say, he's going to shout us. All right. I'm going to shout you. I've been pastoring you real strong, so let me go on and shout you. All right, amen. Anybody want to get shouted? All right, now I just need to teach y'all some lingo, because some of y'all are like, well, what does he mean, shout? Are we going to start screaming or hollering or something? What's going on? All right, so when I say I'm going to shout you, what I'm getting ready to say is going to be a real good thing for you, which means it's going to make you want to shout. Makes you want to 
You know you don't know what he was saying. Come on, y'all. You know you don't know it. James Brown didn't know what he was saying. They, they didn't know what they were saying. All right, here it is. Let's shout. Okay, go to Acts. Uh, where did they go? 26. Uh, you know what I want to do? Go to 28. I'm just going to get you right there. All right. We're going to shout, and then you're going to walk out of here a person of honor. Amen. And then you're going to go find some more teachings in the bookstore about honor. Amen. And then, and then parents, you're going to teach your kids to honor. And then kids, you're going to teach your friends to honor. Just because they call their mama out her name, don't you ever think. Have you ever noticed? How their life is always a mess. 28-1. Now, when they escaped, they found out. I got to say this real fast because I'm running out of time and we ain't doing no two CDs. Uh, they found out that the island was called Malta, verse 2. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. Say honor. honor. For they kindled a fire and made all of us welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. Uh, skip down to verse uh, number uh, 8. Uh, I actually go up to verse number seven. In that region, there was an estate of a leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius. Say Publius. Publius. All right. Who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. All right. That just, y'all know what that means? Okay. You sure? Who don't know what it means? Okay. Thank, thank you for your honesty in church. Here's the deal. That means everything that's coming in is immediately going out. I'm just trying to make it real simple. So his, he can't retain any nutrients. Got it? Which means this is a death sentence. Do you, do you understand? Okay. So his father has a what? A death sentence. Now watch this. Bible says Paul went in and laid hands on him, uh, went into him and prayed with him, and he laid his hands on him, and he did what? He healed him. So when this was done, verse 9, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and they were healed. Verse 10, they also honored us in many ways, and when we departed, they provided us such things as necessary. Now, look at me, because some of y'all missed it. These people weren't Christians. They didn't pray. They didn't tithe. They didn't give. They didn't worship. They didn't do none of that stuff. But they honored these people when they came. So much so the verses we didn't read said that Paul, they started to fire. A viper comes out, bites Paul on the hand. Paul is like, do you know who you're messing with? Paul is like, I've been stoned to death. I didn't been beat up. I've been talked about. And if you think a little snake bite me on my hand, it's going to stop me. See, some of y'all, your issue right now is that the fire that God's starting in your life, it brought some snakes out and they bit you. And you're allowing the snake bite to stop you. But you're going to have to learn that sometimes you're going to have some snakes on your plane. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Sometimes you're going to have some haters. Sometimes you're going to have some folk lying on you. In fact, if you ain't got nobody hating, you must be that, not be that talented. If you ain't got nobody lying on you, you must not be that gifted. If you don't have nobody trying to start something with you, then you must not be somebody. But I think I'm, t I, can I preach for 15 seconds? I think there's some people in this place that say, I was minding my business. And all of a sudden, here comes a snake. Ooh, but baby, if you think that your little talking about 
And if you think that you run in your mouth and if you think that if you think for one moment that I'm going out like this, I've been to hell and back and I'm not scared of you. I ain't scared of your crazy mama name. I ain't scared. Why? Because I'm like MC Hammer, baby. I'm too legit to quit. I didn't beat too much already to let your crazy get me off track. Tell your neighbor, say, don't let the snake bite mess you up. You know what Paul did to a snake? He shook it off in the fire. Paul was like, you don't know, man. You don't know who you're messing with. You must not know about me. Get another you in a minute. Matter of fact, they'll be here any minute, baby. And make sure if you're standing up shouting, yes, sir, and priest bishop, you ain't the snake I'm talking about. Say amen to that before I get Pentecostal in here. Say amen to that before I... Because a snake always think it ain't seen. So then they honor him. Say honor. And as they honor him, y'all missed it. These people weren't Christians. They weren't Christians, y'all. Wait a minute. How would God heal somebody that isn't a Christian? How would God heal somebody that doesn't honor him? You missed the whole lesson. I told you that God and his leaders are one. When they honored Paul, who was the man of God, God said they've honored me, God. So God said, lay your hands on him, Paul, and heal him. And not just him, but the Bible says, I got 30 seconds. The Bible says that everybody that was on the island that was sick came and got healed. You missed it. When you learn to honor, it's going to hit your family. It's going to hit your bloodline. It's going to hit your children. It's going to hit your children's children. It's going to get everybody on your island. Could you imagine when you ain't got family members calling you, asking you for nothing no more because you taught them how to honor and now their honors? But look, but look, but look, but look, but look. Tell me how much time I got. Look, 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 look. Look, look. See, that's what it means when I say I'm going to shout you. Go down to verse, uh, verse 11, or verse 10. Let's look at verse 10 one more time. One more time. You got it? Now, when you get this, especially my students, I need y'all to get this. I need y'all to just go crazy. Bishop, that's not my personality. You're a liar. If Wiz Khalifa was in here saying get up, you'd be honoring what he said. He ain't got nothing for you but letters. I know that's not his name. Let me hand me no note, Bishop. This I know. Verse 10, you got it? They also honored us in how many ways? Many ways. And when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. These aren't Christians. Isn't it amazing how sometimes the nice folk touch your neighbor and say, I dare you get an attitude with me. And you call yourself a Christian. Tell them, you better treat me right. It's a shame when I got to believe the word of somebody that don't know Jesus over somebody that do. It's the same if a Christian tell you it's raining and you go outside with shorts on because you can't believe them. It's quiet in here. Verse 11. So what did they do, y'all? They honored. They honored, they honored, honored. So look at verse 11. After three months. Verse 
winter, summer, spring, fall. Those are called what? Seasons. I've taught this before, but let's see if you get it. Say a season. season. Say it again, a season. season. How long does a season last? Their honor created a season of favor, of blessing, of break. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Come on. I teach y'all too well for y'all to be this slow. Come on here. Their favor or their honor for the man of God, which God took it as his honor, created a brand new season. I know you're in a season where the doctor says they don't know what they can do. But I'm here to tell you, if you honor, God says, I'll flip the script and I'll change the season in your... I know you're in a season where it looks like your family's falling apart. But if you honor, tell somebody, say honor. I know you're in a season where it looks like your life is going down. But baby, if you honor, it'll change your season. Everybody stand up. Now look. Say three months. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.